two movies, three rounds, one winner. Welcome to the Movie Battle Podcast. And welcome to episode 9 Which I did not remember But you just reminded me Just a few moments ago That it is episode 9 So I feel like we should refer to them By episodes from now on Like welcome to episode 9 It's a bit welcome late for that though Isn't it? Seven. I think I did it for the first two But um, I don't know It's terrible inconsistency It's like the um, The naming of the sequels To First Blood Oh the Rambos Yes, yeah, so oh, first, first, first blood, then the sequel is Rambo, first blood part two, the third one is Rambo three, and the fourth one is Rambo, and I think there's a fifth one, I can't remember what that's called, but the first four badly enough named, that uh, yeah, puts us to shame I suppose, but just slightly. Anyway, uh, so we're really deep into uh, our horror season. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, have we that? Uh, hmm? Have we that? Um, Rambo, uh, our first blood. Are you first blood on the list? Uh, yeah, I, we haven't. I think I definitely, definitely have it in on, the back the, of my mind to try yeah. to find the right movie to Super go up against it. Um, I don't think we have it nailed on yet, but it's definitely something I want to do. Of course, we would, if anyone wants to give suggestions, we'd uh, wouldn't mind that at all, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, it'll go for now. You can email us. That's, uh, the movie battle podcast at gmail.com um, or on Twitter um, at movie battle pod pod and, uh, and it's on Facebook at the movie battle podcast as well and are we on Instagram now? we're on Instagram uh, the movie battle podcast um, on there you can search for us uh, on all three social medias Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter with hashtag the MBP as well. We drop unique pixel art every week along with each new episode. And the old tube full of views. Of course. So if, if any of you are uh, fans of uh, First Blood, the original Rambo film, um, you know. Be sure don't... to wait until we do one on that and never listen to any podcasts between now and then with that said um so yeah we're, we're very much uh, into our run in the horror season and um this is the fourth i think fourth episode of horror season yeah, we had a uh, start off with um night of the living dead versus 28 days later then then we had uh, dracula versus frankenstein then um, last week friday the friday 13th, 13th and... versus a nightmare on elm street so this week it is all about witchcraft. It mm. is uh, Nicholas Rogue's nineteen uh, ninety film The Witches versus Kenny Ortega's nineteen ninety three film Hocus Pocus. So we're definitely shifting gears again in terms of tone because these two, you know, are a bit more family friendly. Uh, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some of the other ones we've been watching. Um, compared certainly compared to last week. Yes. The full-on 80s gore-fest. Um, and then Street is gory, but once it's a gore-fest. Oh, Liam. Shatina's and, and yeah, Glenn's I guess death alone. Yeah. I guess consistency, there's not a lot of, yeah. 
There's not a lot of gore, but mm. when the scenes that have gore, there is a lot of gore. I guess when I say gore fest, I was thinking like kind of consistent, you know, huge body count of gory death. Well, yeah, but yeah. Like, no, didn't no. you once say that Wes Craven was one of his favorite quotes was, "Don't be stingy, more blood, more blood." Yes. Oh no, there is loads of blood in there. That's the a gore fest. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm agreeing. <laughs> I'm agreeing. Okay. Um, Anyway, so yeah, this one. So it's The Witches of 1990. The Witches released in 1990 versus Hocus Pocus released in mm. Yeah, so um, we'll start off with round one. As always, music. Um, the Witches, uh, the score was composed by Stanley Myers. And of course, The Witches is... No relation to Michael. No or, relation to Michael. Mike. No. Or Ipkiss. Well, oh. Stanley Myers. Oh, Stanley, yeah. Um, no, yes, so The Witches obviously is adapted from Roald Dahl's The Witches. Um, and it has its proper Roald Dahl adaptation in that it's weird (laughs) and, um, for kids, but adults might feel like maybe it isn't quite for kids, but kids will think, oh, this is definitely for us. And that's why I always loved Roald Dahl growing up. It was, it was the first time I ever read a book. Uh, as a child, where it felt like uh, the author understood children, how they actually are, not the kind of idealized, no offense to Disney, because we're doing a movie of this, but no offense to the Disneyfied view of kids. I felt like Roald Dahl, and other people as well, got and understood children on a different level. Um, but um, the music, I'll be honest, starts off oddly. Yeah. It's very cheerful and uh, I had very upbeat opening music. Yeah, it was not what I was expecting at mm. all. <laughs> um It was an odd choice, definitely. There there is the uh there is uh, the cackle of uh Ernst, you know, Angelica Houston's mm. character comes in pretty early on. It just about sets a vibe, but then it, it quickly goes away again and we're back to chirpy, cheerfully, cheerfully happy. It was like it was score. something that could have been in that uh, everything story or something, you know. Yeah, much more adventury. Yeah, uh, like witches. You know, yeah, trying to and and, and take out children. And there's there's very few uh, holes pulled uh, uh, in this or punches pulled. I should say no holes barred uh, in, in the depiction of the witches in this film. But we'll get to that in a bit. But there are other elements where it starts to kind of change a bit. And I quote a few bits, actually. Uh, one thing I liked was um, there's a subtle eeriness when um, Grandma is explaining to Luke about who the wishes are and what their purpose is and you know why they hate kids so much and how much they hate kids. Uh, I, I did, there was a subtle eeriness to that music uh, that fit the scene very well because the scene was quite an quite intense uh, for a, a kids movie. Mm. Yeah, um, so I, let, I was kind of letting you finish. Okay, for, for, uh, I, I didn't know I go, if you were I, waiting. I, I, I didn't know if you were waiting for me to go in or. No, look, okay. Or, um, I wasn't sure. Do you want to jump in on that? Or yeah, yeah, no, definitely on that bit. Yeah, that's. I think that's the music there. It kind of has a. Um, it's kind of like an air of kind of wondrousness, but also kind of like that fabled tale kind of, you know, implemented in it. It kind of, ca- it, cap- it captured that kind of uh, feeling, you know, of what she was telling. And yeah, I agree. That's the scene I remember most from being a child when I first saw it. 
uh, telling him that story about her friend, um, I thought was like, I get into that more, but yeah, that yeah, was definitely an impactful in, moment in, in the film. In, in round yeah. two, definitely. Um, but yeah, that that bit of music there, I thought, I thought uh, was very, you know, fitting. Um, but after that, the music, I thought, it, again, like, like, like kind of like Friday the 13th last week, I thought it was fine, but it didn't really stand out a whole lot to me, you know? Um, it's, it's funny for me because I had, um, when I was doing my notes and I was kind of flying through them, to be honest, and I was trying to read, uh, because obviously when we're doing our notes, we're, we're trying to watch the movie is, and sometimes we even pause it just so we can kind of get our notes down and not miss anything, mm-hmm. especially if it's a movie we haven't seen before, or in this case, a movie we haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, and this for me definitely I'm not sure about you but I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid um, so I'm flying through my notes and I'm like okay I'm like I'm trying to remember like I'm like what are the big music moments and they kind of weren't really sticking out to me and I actually had them at one point in my notes I had um, oh music doesn't really stand out too much uh, I kind of forgot about it but then as I was reading down through my notes and I finally deciphered what I, what I had written I did find several moments, and I went back, actually. I found a, I watched a few clips of it online again while I was doing my notes. And mm. there are a few moments, actually, that do stand out. Um, one of them is, there, there's, um, when, when Grandma and uh, Luke are at the hotel and they're going to the tea room yeah. for the first time, mm-hmm. and we see, uh, like, Bruno's dad is there giving out about, you know, to, to Ron Atkinson. And uh, but um, Ernst is there with her two of her uh, witches. But her name not Eva. Her surname is Ernst. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um. Oh, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Uh. Yeah. So, there. Uh, just as kind of the as Grandma kind of notices her, there is this gentle, eerie piano music that's heard. Um. It's very understated. I feel like this score, and I think maybe this is why we didn't kind of didn't maybe grab us as much straight off the bat, is the score is very subtle, I mm. thought. And there are large parts of this film where there was no music at all. And I think the performances were so strong is that they kind of didn't need it. Like Angelica Houston in particular. Mm. Um, she just <laughs> grabs hold of the screen whenever she's on it. But um, the... There were certain moments, and again, another moment I liked was um when when Luke uh when he goes into uh the conference room just be- only going in to train his mice just before the witches come in. Yeah, there's this eerie um actually mix of like organ, like traditional organ. It's when they're having their, with the with all the witches the 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 room he set up when he's hiding, is it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hiding behind. Yes, the, yeah, yeah. He's uh, his mice. Yeah, yeah, and he, he sees them reveal themselves. Yes. But just before that, when he goes in, when he's just going in with the mice, before any of the witches come in, um, there's this really nice organ mixed with a kind of a tinkling piano, um, and that kind of mix of sounds was, and the second viewing, I thought really, really quite strong. I really liked it actually. It had kind of a, um, Bach kind of feel to it, you know, uh, with the organ. Um and very gothic and I I thought it it worked really well um but again I didn't notice it honestly well I kind of had Do you a think maybe it it like um 
you're saying they're maybe using it in a subtle way, which can be good. Do you think maybe they went a bit too far? I think and so. Kind of to yeah. Detriment of the music itself. I think so because I think if you go back and listen to it again, and especially listen maybe to if you actually played the actual the isolated score, yes, yeah, um, it's stronger. I mean, but I did have little bits of notes on it. It just kind of didn't really stand out to me as much yeah. when I was thinking. You know, because we we watched it what three or four days ago. Saturday, I think it was. Uh, which yeah would have been about four days. Yeah, ago. Yeah, so four days ago, yeah. and. Um, yeah, when I'm thinking of the music, nothing's kind of really coming out at me. But when I'm going down to the notes, I'm finding I'm like, okay, wait, what was that bit again? And then I go back and I rewatch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is mm. that is cool. I, I I um, the rest of the couple of bits stood out, not overly. So I felt very kind of uh functional. But like mm. the the scene with um, the baby, um, which we'll get into that <laughs> later definitely. But the scene with the baby going down the hill. It was quite intense, and it fit the music, mm. you know, it fit the scene yeah, yeah. Uh, that was going on. But it it didn't stand out really in any great way. Yeah, I think that's kind of for me for for a lot of it was it wasn't like that. It didn't work. It just it wasn't. It's like kind of like Friday the Thirteenth a bit, where it funk. It was functional, but mm. it wasn't like making you stand up to take kind of you know taking you back. Whoa, you know. Whereas the bit, but the bit with the grandmother talking to Luke, I thought really did. That yeah, was really yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the one yeah. with the did uh, uh, do it. Uh, just I wish there would have been more of that kind of in it. Yeah, you know? and it's funny. I think there actually was. It just it was too hidden. Mm. Although I, I do think the piano and organ piece isn't. Going back, I, I think if you watch it again, I think you you might hear what I'm what I'm saying. Mm. Um, it is a really nice piece, and it it perfectly set up. Because it says as Luke going into, you know, the dragon's den, for want of a better word, because, I mean, he's about to go face to face or, you know, even he sees them, but they don't see him at first with all of these witches. Um, you know, it's quite a, an intense scene as it goes on. Um, and this is the build up to it. And it was very fitting for what he was about to face into. Um, but yeah, it's funny that neither of us can really pick up on it too much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I thought I thought it was good. It just too understated. Yeah, to the detriment of it in mm. a way, kind of to the music. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Okay, so Hocus Pocus was John. Uh, yeah, so you that your. Uh, yeah. How dare yeah. you? Sorry. What do you think this? Who do you think you are? Just I was reading uh, a thing about it the other day, and I guess his name was in my head. So I kind of didn't say a shout out. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so it's a uh, Hocus Pocus by uh, John Debney, but also f- with some early work done by James Horner as well. And uh, one p- piece in particular, which we'll we'll, we'll mm. make special mention of. Yeah, I believe he he couldn't commit to it or something. He did about four or five other films, I think, at on at the time. So he couldn't. Um, I guess why why he. Only did like a little bit on it or something. I it could be, it could be. You might be right, but also, I uh, Hocus Pocus went through a lot of developmental yes. kind of hell. Actually, you just you were talking about how kind of the witches came to be through Roldal with Hocus Pocus. It um the guy's name he he's done some horror films as well, but I can't remember his first name, but something Garris. Uh I think he wrote a draft of it, but it was either him or some other another guy who was part of the writing process, I believe. Was how it started was his daughter she couldn't go to sleep or something or or something like that or they were in the garden and this black cat kind of ran through and he just said oh do you know that 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 uh, cat used to be a boy who was turned into a cat by a witch but just like he just told yeah, it to yeah, his yeah, uh, yeah. daughter a nugget of a, yeah, yeah it's a little thing and yeah. that's kind of how it initiated like it's crazy how that happened like no one yeah thing. 
it, it's interesting. Um, and even to be honest, just go back to witches briefly. Mm. Um, there's a theory that uh, the witches uh, were because a running theme in a lot of Roald Dahl's work is that kids are smart and good and adults are stupid mm. and bad. You know, the adults in the books often act like really mean and cruel mm. towards kids. And part of that is uh, Roald Dahl was raised, or he was sent out to boarding school quite young, and he went. It was a very Catholic school, mm-hmm. and the nuns were really cruel yeah. to him. And so, some people believe that the witches were like an allegory for the nuns that uh, really kind of raised him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and did not treat him very yeah. well. Um, so it's interesting to see again uh, a truly. Horrific, um, but different way that, that you know the stories find their way out. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll go back to Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off um straight away like very atmospheric, yeah, upbeat, but mood setting as well. The but the very do you like the very very first shot where they show the book with the candles? Mm. I I love that piece. It's very um kind of haunting and enchanting, but also creepy. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, that, the, the music kind of really, it, it balances the whole gothic story, but for kids yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. It has that sense of uh, of unease and something a little off, but never strays into the, oh, but don't, like, you know, oh, ma'am, I don't want to watch this. Mm. But, uh, but And even, like, kind of the bits in that aren't kind of supposed to be kind of dark, just some lovely pieces of music in mm. it, like, even with the with our, with our uh, protagonists as well. Um, which we'll get into as as we go through it. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. And then again, early on, we hear a kind of an um a shorter version of Sarah's song, which we also hear, of mm. course, later on, in a much more uh kind of uh. Oh, that's glory. I'm yeah, yeah. For better phrase, <laughs> um, and it is a fantastic yeah. song. Um, and that that was composed by Jack Horner. The music yeah. that was composed by Jack Horner. Yeah. but I was even kind of I I listened back to it again just on a tour, and it's like it's. It's encapsulating and it kind of rings you in, but it's also we listen to lyrics like you know into my garden of magic. It's very creepy, like just the idea of what she's doing. It's extremely you know, creepy. It is, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's really very, disturbing. It's very Pied Piper. Yeah. Um, you know the Pied Piper playing his pipe and luring all the mm. children out of the village. Yeah. Um, it's very much. I, I, and there's aspects. Like, to, sorry, go on. You finish. Well, I was just saying, you know, she also has kind of aspects of a like you know the old siren of the of the Greek mythology mm. that was. Um, they would sing their songs and and draw sailors to their death at sea. Yeah. Um. um and again, just kind of other on that as well. So I'll, I'll get into that a bit more as well when we get to Sarah. But just that whole idea of her kind of with that song, it just it's quite disturbing. Like you know, extremely disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's some of the darkest elements of of the film. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. But it, then we have um like uh. Again, near the start of the movie, where where Binks in his human form is chasing after Emily yeah. and after Sarah, and is good, good real period style music, mm-hmm. uh, very much fit the kind of late. Uh, I don't know, would you say late medieval? I don't know, maybe just a puritanical era. Yeah. Uh, setting, um, there's real intensity to it, and and you know it really helped build the tension and the drama mm. of Binks chasing after yeah. his. Yeah, and even do you know when sister. when when Emily walks in the door. And his little kind of chuckle, there's this kind of spring of music kind of hits for a second, which again kind of, and it's kind of the light coming from their house, that orange kind of light. Um, not from the chimney, I know that was purple, but kind of as they open the door, this yeah, kind of yeah, orangey yeah. kind of colour. I just kind of, you know, kind of 
that creepy kind of they've claimed her kind of like you know they've lured yeah. her in yeah um, and um yeah so the, then kind of for me i'll be honest maybe you want to come in because I, I i i'll be honest there's not a whole lot up until a certain obvious moment <laughs> well i will say do you know when winnie summons um billy joe the yeah. graveyard and she's yeah. like yeah i felt that that again i thought was kind of um kind of haunting and mystical and kind of really encapsulated her sorcery kind of abilities you know what i mean mm. do you know when they're kind of looking up and she's kind of giving this kind of reciting this kind of thing it's almost like a almost like a weird prayer almost in a way do you know when, when before he comes up yeah, it, yeah yeah i thought that, that was quite haunting and i don't know i kind of liked that it was, it was kind of the undertone of being a bit creepy as well you know yeah, yeah which i yeah, thought worked yeah. i liked it uh, it didn't really stand out to me as mm. much i'll be honest yeah. but uh, you know it definitely worked it was kind of you know yeah. like some of the other pieces we're talking about it, you know it, it was suited the scene very well yeah. but it didn't stand out to me as being overly you know amazing or anything but yeah. um uh do you want to touch on the song, <laughs> song? look uh, <laughs> i mean the song because it's this is the first time i'd ever heard this song you know as a kid yeah. growing up um I put a spell on you, obviously, is what we're talking about here. Uh, it it is so good. Mm. Um, and Joey, the funny thing is, it starts off initially being a little creepy when yeah. she begins it. Yeah, I definitely. There's this enchanting piano, yeah, that's... And, and what they do, because obviously it's Bette Midler. Bette Midler is an amazing yeah. singer, right? Yeah. She's had she's been had some amazing albums through mm. the years, and you know, sold millions, millions yeah. of records. Um, but so obviously. Uh, and actually, it was when she she saw the script and she said, "I like that." I mean, you you got Bette Midler, you're going to give her a song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what a what a perfect song yeah. to pick. Um, and it, like you said, the way the film kind of balances kind of having you know a little bit of gothic and darkness, but then also having kind of family kind of feel to it as well. Yeah. That song perfectly does that because it transitions in into just be just being a really catchy song like, yeah. you know it's just a great song because yeah. like since then you know like i've got into music properly and you know i i, I heard the kind of the next version i've heard of this was by ccr or Creedence clearwater revival and i, I thought that was that was amazing mm. and then i heard screaming jay hawkins the original yeah. version and he wrote and, and originally recorded the song and if anybody was into like uh blues music or like horror music like he's the original shock rock guy. Like he basically, you know, like Alice Cooper, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, Black Sabbath, all of them like owe so much to Screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, so like if you're into horror music or blues music or just great rock music, mm. then like check him out. Um, but yeah, no, that worked like just really, really well. But I also really liked the song before that. That's Witchcraft song. Yeah, no, it That's was a really good, catch, yeah. like a great yeah. little kind of opening act to the main event, kind of like. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, that band was good. Oh, like. I mean, like, I would like that bit. So it looks like an amazing Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you never hear, uh, you never go to Halloween parties like that in real life. For, for <laughs> Certainly not, not in Ireland anyway that I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a phenomenal version and just so iconic. And, yeah. But what my point was, was so like Africa and CCR and Africa and Scream and Joe Hawkins and then I go back and I hear this I'm like yeah it's still amazing mm. it totally holds up which yeah. is really rare for like a Disney cover of a you know bizarre like uh, <laughs> like you know when it first released by Screaming Jay it was like really mm. like parents did not like it like it was really off-putting yeah. and he was dressed in like a voodoo shaman and it was all very you know uh, unnerving to mm. 1950s America but what they do is really well too is that like when she's kind of given the little opening bit and then like you see 
uh, Max is saying to the musician, no, 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 I'm serious. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it builds and she has that like, yeah. ah, goes yeah, right yeah. into it. Like, can we you know, not, one week where you don't sing badly, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm bad with terminology with music, so I have to just make the noise rather than actually say what it is, you know what I mean? Just say when the music, when the mm, tempo, you know, hits, builds or yeah. hits or, you know, drops or, you know, beat um, And then I loved, uh, I always have. I love the bit. Uh, so do you know when when uh, Danny finds well, she, well, he thinks he's dead. Like yeah. he finds the cat. That whole bit all the way into when he walks off with Emily. That oh, is beautiful. Oh, it's fantastic! Like, yeah. It's sad. It's um, it's uh, bittersweet, it's, but it's epic. It's uplifting. There's so much in that piece. Oh, I thought it was yeah, that no, was fantastic. It is. It is really, 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 great. really, really good. Um, especially when the uh, the choir kicks in, yeah, just as he's kind of going over to yes. Emily, and he kind of gives that wave to them, you yeah. know, just for finding uh, the body. It, it is a, it is a beautiful end yeah. uh, to to the score. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, obviously, we have the closing credits theme, which is yeah, all yeah. beat and happy blah, blah, blah. but that that kind of closure on on Binks and Emily's yeah. story arc uh, was, yeah, it was just it was suited perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's really good, really good music. But um, you ready to vote? Yeah. Uh, do you want? Uh, yeah. I want to say we go for it. Just, I'll just go. Yeah. Just go, uh, yeah. damn you. Uh, yes, I'm going with Hocus Pocus for music. Um, I think the music from John Debney, I think, was better uh, on the whole. But then you also have Sarah's song, and you also have, you know, I put a spell on you. Like it just elevates it to another level completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have them on top of it. <laughs> um. So I think I just for that I'd give it to Hocus Pocus. I mean, I put on spell on you would be enough to seal it. Mm. Sarah's song would be enough to seal it on their own. Yeah. Combined, there's no competition. And then also we have other the other elements that are really good, especially you know the the ending as we just mentioned. It it, it definitely for me is hocus pocus. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So okay. So round one in the bag. Round one in the bag. It's two to hocus pocus. Next one is a semi new. Uh, uh, we have to uh, tweak it slightly because of the films that are. So, this so this is family friendly horror. <laughs> it's round two. Um, so this is one, and I'll be honest, I I'm not okay. Look, you have to bear with us because I feel like we may have gone down different paths in what we're talking about in this round. So we're going to have to try and figure out as we go along. Uh, I I well, I tweaked mine because I know we were basically we were talking about because I was saying this. <laughs> Hocus Pocus has a lot more humor. Well, like Witches does have humor in it as well, but Hocus Pocus does have a lot of humor. But I've kind of found a way to bring it in with the characters a bit yes, more. Yes, I was hoping so, that's what yeah, you would yeah. do. So I'm sitting you know, <laughs> okay, in advance. Good, so it's okay. Good, okay. Okay, so definitely, okay. So we're going for family friendly horror, yeah. is the aim of this round. Um, it's kind of atmospheric and kind of creepy stuff that both films do have. Yes, uh, most definitely. In, in them. Most definitely. Um, we probably should have discussed it a little more. I mean, it show, but it, at least it does illustrate is that we don't confer before we go in, uh, to record. Like we genuinely have no clue what the other person is going <laughs> to say or or or, or think uh, around. So, uh, the witches, horror, family friendly horror, opening narrative set up with grandma is, uh, we were trying not to curse, but it it is effing effed up um, uh, so I assume you're talking about the whole thing with Erica Erica the whole the, the whole thing leading up to it even like like mm. it's really really creepy 
which talks about like the witches with the, just, the hair and yeah, the, no, the stunt the, toes. Yeah. But but no, for me, like I actually think because I kind of touched on it with the music. The story about Erica for me, like I I remember that scene uh, because she's taken in the alley and the, the witch looking out with the with the with the you see the kind of purple eyes, kind of like she's been targeted almost. I remember that terrifying me, and like to be honest, I would have loved if that had been the film. Like that to me would have actually been a better film. Do you know what I mean? I have that written down as well. Yeah. Not that it would be a better film, but that it totally could be a film onto its own. I would love to have seen that time period with with, with his grandmother at that age and. That kind of, like in and around yeah, Norway. Yeah, to be honest, it probably would have been a better film. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, um, like, do you know what struck? Oh, immediately what I thought of was Night Gallery. Yeah, something like Rod that. Rod Serling's yeah. Night Gallery. But I, that is so an episode I, he would have done. It was so unsettling. That whole bit, like where you see her looking out at Erica, like you know, when she has the cat in her hands, and you just see the eyes, and then be taken out, Ali. I mean, you see that in a in a fully it's, fledged it's horror film. It's disturbing. disturbing it's just that thing about a child in. I remember what Craven said it um, before, and uh, when he was a uh, documentary for Nightmare on Elm Street, he said that like the most uh, heinous thing you can do is harm a child. Oh. That scene really encapsulates. This film is chock a block yeah. with harm yeah. to children. Okay, so like I mean, you have and then the sadness of the tale where she calls out for her father mm, from the pain, and then we see that yeah. she aged. She lived yeah, her entire life, life away from her family trapped in this painting knowing what's right in front of her but she can never be a part of again that is horrific <laughs> like that is vile torture mm. um, and, and then on top of that you know you have like the purple eyes and the knobbled hands and the square mm. feet without the toes yeah. and how like you know to them like the, the, the cleaner a child is the worse it smells and it's like uh, uh, dog, dog droppings yeah. I mean uh, I mean, and it's pure Roald Dahl. It really is like that's uh, why I loved him. Really, you know, really and, was and then you have the scene with the uh, where he's in the treehouse. Yeah, uh, and that kind of just really touching the nose of like you know you always told when you were child like don't take rights from strangers that whole thing. So even if she wasn't a witch, that'd still be a disturbing scene. It just adds to it that she is a yeah, witch. It just adds another layer. I, I to wonder it. in some ways. Well, no, I was about to say in some ways is it more creepy as an adult than as a child, but. This film traumatized me yeah. as a child. When I watched it as a child, I didn't really have nightmares. And I, I'm, I'm talking like, like as kids, we watched, you know, Friday, well, not Friday the 30, but we definitely watched Nightmare on the Street. Uh, definitely watched It, you know, the 1990 <laughs> uh, miniseries. Um, definitely watched bits of Halloween, Halloween, Jaws. Yeah. Uh, like films that, you know, young kids aren't supposed to watch. We watched them all. Um, this film, gave, they didn't give me nightmares. This film gave me nightmares. <laughs> Uh, and I think it is because the children are in danger. And like I just said, like you know, when she comes to him when he's up in the tree, like it has real child predator vibes mm, off yeah. it. It's, it's it's really disturbing. Um, and then when she says like uh, when he's crawling up his grandmother, the way she kind of says he can't or she can't hear yeah, you, almost reveling in it, like and preying on his innocence. It's yeah. it, it, it's it's really unnerving. Um, yeah. Uh, it's really like really well done <laughs> I have to say like uh, it's very powerful stuff I was wondering like how um, like Alex and them like our, our nephew uh, obviously people don't know who he is but how, how they'd kind of take to it you know our nephews and nieces um, because the, it's well of, he's, he's like 10 yeah. um, so like around that age so 8, yeah. 9, 10 like I'd say he'd be okay to watch but I'd say there'd be a little bit of him you know 
back of his head going, that was kind of, you know, weird, you know. The back of his head, and mm. then um, when uh, <laughs> Ernst peels her face off, the front of his face is going to be in shock because she looks unbelievable, horrifying, decrepit. She was a combination of, like, a ragged old woman with a vulture mixed with what a vulture would eat on, the dead carcass <laughs> of an animal's, like, skin boiling in the sun of the Sahara Desert. Like, it, she is, that is one of the most gruesome makeup jobs I've ever seen. <laughs> Jim Henson, like, fucking, he pulls it out of the bag with this. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and it's interesting because I think that's a moment then where they do kind of balance it with a bit of humor, the way she kind of addresses the other witches, you know. Like I think I do think there is some humor in 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 the witches as well. Um, although I will say, do you know when when that one witch kind of talks out of turn, like how are we supposed to take out all the kids? Yeah. And she kind of you see her head kind of go, who said that? Yeah. I almost kind of felt scared for the oh, witch, you, do, you know, yeah, even though yeah. they're trying she's to take all the children. Yeah. No, but it, it just that's the power that yeah. she commands. Mm. Um, with or without and that costume. Before even they come in, when he walks into that room, there's something kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of give me a shining vibe about it. Just this empty room and he's walking up and kind of just the silence, the dead silence of it. I don't know if that was even intended or not, but I kind of got a, felt, a little, felt a little unnerving. Josie's walking in with yeah. the mice and he's like just fine. He's playing away, not thinking anything of it. Like, you know, you just see all these chairs and there's just like no one in the room. Um, it just kind of there are large parts of this film where it does not feel like a kids movie. Yeah, like it feels like a genuine straight up horror film, mm. um, and that would je- would be unnerving in a film aimed at adults. But then I think for me, like I completely agree with you on that. I feel when you could turn into a mouse, you kind of lose that a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just um, I would have preferred more like when it's him as a child. Like we like we're saying about the treehouse, him as a child, mm. it's more personal. But when it's like a mouse, you know, it turns into more of an adventure, which I think they, it really shifted the tone. Um, and I feel maybe, maybe I would like to see more of uh, Ava and the grandmother, you know, because they seem to have a kind of a history about them, which we'll get into with the characters as well. Yeah, uh, I feel they lost it when they went into the mice, uh, which I thought was a shame. Uh, I agree. I mean, I it agree. was fine. It wasn't like that. I didn't think the rest of it was any good or anything. I just felt that it became a different film almost in a way to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, like the... the it, it, you're dead right. It becomes an adventure movie. Mm. Up until then, it's straight up horror film, mm. and then it becomes an adventure movie with with moments of horror. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, before he turns into a mouse, oh, yeah. there's the the baby scene. Jeez, oh, my yeah. God! And like, is that subtle? Uh, um, it's a nonchalant where she pushes it. Oh like. It's not God. a second thought like, to her. Just, she just, just yeah. feels like pure evil. Yeah. Um. I mean, like we're talking earlier about putting a ba- you know, a child in peril, putting pushing a baby down a hill, like is such a subhuman act, mm-hmm. and she does it with glee, and she does it knowing that he is pure enough to go and try and save the baby and risk his life and, and risk being exposed. Yeah, uh, she's doing it purely just to get you know forward in the next you know in trying to get him, uh, vile. Yeah. It's you know as well, like I found um I wasn't sure about like I mean you know at the very end where where the assistant witch she like turns him back into a, a human. I felt like it, she was helping him, but it, it, it's the way she kind of approached the house, it kind of felt like 
was there something else going on there? Because the way the laugh she gave seemed evil, but she she helped him. Like she turned him back into a human. Yeah, I'd say that I was like it a, didn't pay off. Like, I, I'd, I'd say it was she, a red herring. Yeah, they want you to think, oh no, what's going to happen mm. now? She's going to hurt them, yeah. and then, oh no, she's and you didn't notice like she's blonde and she's yeah. wearing white, like. Maybe she was a white witch in secret, but yeah. like she's laughing earlier when yeah, poor Bruno goes through one of the most <laughs> grotesque transformations I've seen on screen. I swear to God, it is. If you have not seen this film, it is up there with American Werewolf from London. Like that's what I thought of when I <laughs> saw Bruno transform. I was like, oh my God, this is horrendous. This is truly disturbing. Uh, like, I mean. <laughs> Also, yeah. his cha- when um his tail gets chopped a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was it Luke's tail? That was like, oh, oh no! I was like, God, that's what rating is this? Yeah. Movie, PG probably. I mean, Remember in the scene with the cat? That 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 was kind of creepy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm just checking here. You keep talking while I'm checking this. No, just when when his grandmother's kind of uh, when he's down into the because Ava's uh, room is directly below um, Helga's room. Just kind of taking him down to try and I think it's to get the, the powder things or to destroy him or whatever or put some in yeah he wants to put in them her, into the soup yeah the, the soup yeah uh, but then the cat uh, her cat trying to attack him like it was pretty uh, it's PG PG yeah. mm. in America that would be what PG 13 I think I don't know no what's uh, I don't know we're, we're working off the Irish system I'm not sure what the equivalent of PG in America is is Basically, it? it's like if you're under twelve, you have to like get parents' yeah, permission, parent. kind of, to watch yeah. it. Um, which sounds like PG thirteen to me, but I feel which, like PG thirteen is which, more fifteens here. Yeah. I, I think PG would be for this would be the right way to go. I think I would if I was a parent watch it first, just to see. Yeah, would I, 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 I child be so. up for it. I, I don't think ten, you know, eleven because eleven year old child might be able to walk into this. I don't think they should without the parents knowing mm. what's going on. Um. No, some ten or eleven year olds be fine with it. Just you never know what way they'll react to it, you know. No, like, I, I mean, just, look, yeah, uh, like it, it's all about the parents understanding what the child is and isn't capable of watching and understanding. Um, but back to the movie. Um, I thought the special effects in it was amazing. Obviously, with the witches transform, you know, transformation. Mm. Um, even the ball caps and the scabbing and and, and the knobbly fingers mm. and everything. But even also, um, uh, even the mice. See? The mice I thought looked great. Yeah, oh no, they didn't. They look, they look really good. Yeah, you know, and just some of the kind of special effects, just yeah, briefly. Yeah. Oh, they look great. And and then the transformation of Ernst to the rat mouse thing. <laughs> Again, like <laughs> horrendous, horrendous imagery. And then you've got Ron Atkinson, Mr. Bean, <laughs> chopping her in two with a knife. Again, like there's, there's no holds barred. It's just straight up, as Shakespeare would say, he cleft her in twain. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an intense, intense movie, and and perfect for the season for the horror yeah. season. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's not a witch, witch kind of horror films. Like I know this Blair Witch Project, Suspiria is classic. Um, but I don't know. It's not a lot. Um, I must watch or read. Actually, I still have the, the uh, witches, the graphic novel. I haven't. Um. Oh yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we haven't read that yet. Yeah, it's a good one. I can't remember who wrote that now. There's a second volume on it, I think, as well. Was there? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just getting around to that. But, uh, but um, yeah, uh, overall, I thought uh, The Witches was the most intense kids, family-friendly horror film 
that I, I can imagine watching. Yeah. To be, honest. I think the, the, the for me the, the the in particular that that story she tells, um, yeah, that, that as you say that story could be its own oh, movie. Yeah, and actually there is an episode of Night Gallery where a guy gets trapped in a painting. Um, obviously every night, night gallery if you're not aware it was Rod Serling who created the Twilight Zone did a follow up series in like what the seventies I think it was, uh, and each episode had a story tied to uh, a painting. Um, check it out if you haven't watched it. And The Twilight Zone as well. Great stuff. But, um, Hocus yeah, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just, like, I'll, I'll just go straight into it, like, kind of on the back of what we were saying about um, Sarah and the song. Like, just seeing the shot of Emily running in the woods with Sarah, um, it's just undeniably creepy. And again, that thing of, like, a child being taken, giving their trust in an adult, you know, someone of, you know, and then kind of that trust in the everybody being broken, you know, being duped. Kind of like what Pennywise does, you know, where he makes it seem like he's your friend. But Pennywise from it. From it, yes. Um, but again, like that kind of thing, like where he, you know, inviting you in and you think it's going to, you know, friend seems to be a friendly and then like, you know, the real intentions will soon be, will be shown, you know. And even then how they kind of, hover over her Joe and Binks kind of just peeks in you know around her and then you see it later with Danny as well to really kind of circle her you know they're like sharks but yeah I think um, yeah I think the opening scene is probably the most intense of the film uh, you feel like you say when you're seeing you know Sarah well first of all Sarah going in sweeping in mm-hmm. corner, that, is, that is eerie as it is later on as mm-hmm. well um, but when she's just holding Emily's hand, and you know what she has in store for Emily, again, yeah. it's like you—it's that broken trust, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, pretty much all adults, you know, have an, an innate uh, instinct to care for children. It's mm-hmm. just something that we can't control. It's just we want to make sure that children are okay, and we we feel awful when they're when they're in danger. And that's why it's so powerful. It brings up powerful feelings in us. And it, when you see an innocent person or creature. Uh, being abused or about to be or their trust being abused you just mm. feel so angry and you mm. feel uh pain at, at seeing that and it conveys that very well and you and you conveys Binx's you know panic and yeah. fear for his little sister um and even in the confrontation with Winnie and them obviously there are comedic elements there mm. but it, it's quite intense still yeah. um it sets them up very well uh, and very sadistic the fact that like <coughs> they turn him into a cat like they, they Death would have been better for him, you know. Yeah, it's but torture. like it's just like to remind him forever, like you failed to save your sister, mm. you know. And they had to glee in that. Um, even the book, which was gifted from Satan himself, oh. and I'm surprised they got away with Disney having because usually. But that like, eye opening is creepy as well. Though, <laughs> well, that book is straight yeah. up Evil Dead. Yeah. You know, it's really. I mean, like that's got to be a tribute to Evil Dead. Yeah, and even any time you see kind of like Max or, or or them kind of interacting with it, you get that feeling that like don't mess with this book you know this book is they even think warns them like you know not to open it but you get the feeling that it, it's just dangerous and you don't mess with it you know yeah and, um, and even i like the, the black flame candle mm. is made from the fat of <laughs> an executioner was that what it was yeah uh black flame the special effects could be a little better mm. to clear what they're doing there but you know it, it, but just, just before we go on just one little bit on, again on, on with emily if you notice in the background after she's like they've taken her soul you just see her like head draped over and her hair just down over her face. And like you can literally see it. Like there's a dead 
child on screen. Yeah, you know, it's not often you see that. It's, in again, but again, for quite disturbing imagery, you know. Yeah, I, I, even like this, like I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but seeing her soul being consumed yeah. in, is a very dark image. Uh, yeah, and even even at the end of the film, I always um, found creepy as well, like the way she kind of like, they kind, of, ah, kind of growl on when she grabs Max trying to finish him off I always found that very disturbing as well like again same thing literally trying to take his soul yeah there's something very uh, unsettling just looking at that yeah you know? well, it's an extremely dark yeah. concept to, um, to eat someone or consume yeah, someone's soul yeah. uh, they're a march in the hallway because uh, they do it earlier in the film and it gets funnier <laughs> but in the hallway Especially Sarah, there's just there's a look on her face. I don't know, maybe it's uh, a bit, it's yeah, because I she's. Oh, I always laugh when I saw the, 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 yeah. the no when the, they do it in the, the road in particular. It's very funny, but yeah. you on the hallway, maybe because the light, it's the light and it's the yeah, echoey. Yeah. I don't know. I just it didn't strike me now, but yeah, you, it struck you. Well, yeah, I was thinking like if I heard that, you know, if I was one of the other classrooms, sure. I heard that, you know, or if I just saw that coming at me, something again about long corridors, you know, mm. I have a thing about that. Um, <laughs> But particularly Sarah in that moment, she's just a look on her face. I don't know, maybe is it because she's attractive or something, but there's something creepy about it. I don't know, I can't explain it. I just remember that moment, I was like, mm. she looks disturbing there, you know. Um, and the, 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 one of the images that for me, actually, of the entire film was the shot of them flying over Salem at night. Yes, amazing shot. That's a, a great. Yeah. I wish they kind of had utilized that a little more in mm. the film because it looked so mm. good. Yeah, it looked amazing. Um. And, and the fact that they kind of were getting this wide shot of Salem, them kind of soaring over it, kind of the power that they have over the entire town. Yeah. You know, they have all the all the parents are, are singing and dancing all night, and they're free to just do whatever they want with the kids, mm. which, again, is very Pied Piper. Yeah. Uh, and uh, even that view of, of the kids kind of just like in that kind of just dead trance, just being summoned, like there was something very... And even some of them were It reminded the me of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there was something very... Yeah, it's shy when you yes, see them sort of yeah, they're all the coming, coming to the house. Yeah, completely, I can see that, yeah. Definitely. Um, I thought that was, just again, just just dark kind of imagery. But even, do you know what I as well? Do you know when they come into the house, when they find where they've been opening the book, and you see Winnie's kind of um, finger, her nail kind of cutting through the, the, the net on the window. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then just that kind of whole thing when they hear the noise and they go back up. It's just kind of that classic horror kind of situation and mm. Sarah kind of pops up. You know, they're they're sadistic, even though they're funny, they're, they're sadistic and evil as well. Like They know. are, they are. Um, um, a dead man's chums. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, that's not scary. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I was like, Sarah, you were in the back dancing idiotically. <laughs> you know what I love about that, that bit? Is where she's trying to think of it, and like Sarah says, a dead man's she's right, like, so she's right, yeah, and like yeah. and they're shushing her, yeah, her shirt, like, I, she's trying to concentrate. <laughs> I, I, I like that, I like that, I yeah, like that little, little yeah, that was great. Um, okay, I think are we ready to vote? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go first on this. Um, I thought Hocus Pocus uh, has some really good gothic imagery, particularly kind of at the tail ends of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when basically, I think when Sarah's in her flow, she it, it was weird. Because she's such a goofy character, but when she's on the job to lure those children, she is really creepy in yeah. this film. Um, and she is the kind of the, the most, she is the image that kind of stand out to me, you know, mm-hmm. of the horror element of yeah. this film. But but to be honest, it's not even close. Like the witches is the witches is truly a disturbing film. Like that I will not forget for a long time. I remember 
going in before we did this, uh, before we watched The Witches, uh, I hadn't seen it in, oh God, it must have been 20 years or more, probably 25 years. And I remember thinking, God, I probably, you know when you're a kid, you watch something and, and you watch it as an adult and you're like, what was I talking about? How is this weird and creepy and scary? <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. No, no, straight up, young me was exactly right. This is, it is, it is a disturbing film. Yeah. You, you are right to have nightmares. I hope I don't have nightmares myself tonight. <laughs> it's the witches all the way. Yeah, I, I think um, just for the for the the story about um, uh, Helga's um, friend er- Erica, I think just that for that piece alone, it uh, it gets it. That was just truly uh, disturbing, you know. Yeah, that but whole, then, then you have um, you know the look of Ernst throwing a baby down. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, of course. I, but just yeah, yeah that, that that's extremely. Um, uh, chilling as well but i just think that that that's that, that scene kind of because again i said like i think that would strong enough to have a story just on that piece alone or a full movie on that alone uh, i just think for that and again i think hocus pocus has like some really dark image like i said like emily and seeing her just head caved over and them trying to eat people like take yeah. their souls there is some dark imagery and stuff with sarah yeah yeah um yeah no no i agree but so you're going with um yeah, so I'll go with the witches. Witches. Cool. So that makes it two all going into the home stretch. Round three characters. So, um, start off with witches, of course. Uh, I had, who do I have? I had Bruno, Grandma, Ernst, and Luke. Uh, I. Didn't I had Luke, uh, Helga, yeah, the grandmother, and I had uh, Ava. Um, yeah, I mean Bruno, I have literally two. He's a couple of funny lines. I have two lines: talking fat kid, funny at times. That's literally. He had that one line where he said, "Like I don't have to go to school; I can just stay in the cupboard." And then he has the line about, um, "They didn't give me those six chocolate bars." Remember? Uh, so he had a couple of funny lines. He's um, a comic relief. Yeah, yeah. He's a comic relief, uh, and he does the job quite well. I, I do. He has that kind of charming, spoiled. English brat of the 1960s <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe about him. You could picture him in Willy Wonka. Yeah, absolutely. He would be one of those kids up the pipe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> along with Baruka yeah. and the rest of them. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, I, th- I thought he was a good character that was needed because mm-hmm. it needed some lightness. And I think uh, Ron Atkinson had a few funny lines as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he was, the, the, the one where, what was the one? Um, with, with the one he's kind of seeing. What was that line? Oh, God. About Mark Welcome to Me. It was a really funny uh, line. He had some great moments. Yeah. Um, um, I did, there was one particular line that was a really funny line, but I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, look, that's not going to come to me. You lose! <laughs> you get nothing! Um, yeah, no, I, his character is, is, is a, again, a much appreciated comic relief, um, much needed because the, the film is, is so heavy in, in, at parts. Uh, Grandma. Um, She's like kind of a little odd. She kind of struck me. Is she's quite um, like it's kind of hard to pin her down. You know, she's mm. quite intense. And I kind of going in again. I kind of I'd forgotten a lot of, a lot of the movie except all the horrific imagery. Yeah. Uh, was I forgot kind of what role she played in the film, and I was expecting her to be more of um, kind of a stronger character in some ways. Like that, she would mm. kind of go up against Ernst. That kind of mano a mano type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I feel they they because they, they built that, but then it didn't. It didn't no pay off, off at all. I, I and I wonder, 
and again, maybe I'm giving them too much of the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I wonder, like, she seems genuinely terrified. Like, she's mm. genuinely scared of of Ernst. She, um, like, she's she's reluctant. Like, you know, Luke is always pushing her to mm. do the plan about, yeah. you know, she just wants to go, just get out of there. I wonder if she traumatized. Yeah, because from, er- from er- the story, I mean, Erica was her, one of her friends when she was a kid. Mm. Like, would you ever forget that? But didn't she say she was like a she was a like she hunted the the grand witch? So I wonder did they have an encounter? Because remember she lost a, a half of her baby finger. Yeah, yeah, the, the subtle they, things yeah. where they lay and then they never really bring yeah. back up. Uh, oh, and uh, just to, at the beginning, I just said that like I I remember I was thinking I was like, what? it's weird. Like why is she telling Luke these stories about these witches? But then I thought she probably needs to tell him because there are witches out there and he yeah. needs to know these things. So exactly. then I was like, no, that that actually makes sense. She does need to tell him that. Um. I thought there was like a really nice bond between her and Luke. Um, one thing I didn't get though was you like that scene with, in the treehouse where the witch comes and she goes off and he's like, Grandma, I just saw a witch. And like, within two minutes, they're just like, oh yeah, it's like, whatever. That's it, yeah. this is a very weird, like, just lukewarm reaction to it. Like, I mean, the witches, like we know the damage and how dangerous and how much of a threat they are to children. But like the two of them just like fob it off within two minutes. Like, yeah, oh yeah, the, there was a witch encounter. The, like you saw... You know, like yeah, a dangerous snake or something. Like, jeez, you know, that whatever. I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. And the film has elements of that as well later on after Luke is turned into a... Oh, I'm going to Luke territory. But anyway, you know, he gets turned into a mouse. He takes it in his stride, <laughs> like, really, really well. Like, there's no crying. There's no, uh, you know... This is my trauma. life forever. There's no trepidation. Even. He's like, yeah. well, okay, better just get on with my, my job. Gotta get revenge on the witches. I thought she could have done a better job as well with telling... Uh... Bruno's parents that he was a mouse <laughs> you know why the way was it maybe that was for comedic it was funny, effect it was I think funny, it was yeah, funny yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, actually he's great Bruno's dad yeah he was funny as well. I, I and so, so was the mother I thought yeah, 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 the, the boy was pretty well like, yeah. a, lot, a lot of great character moments mm. in, in, in it like great like little little, little um, points where like a character like gets a moment to shine mm. a line here or you know a little a moment there um, not a huge amount of in-depth character development mm. yeah. more so I, I, moments I feel just kind of there's inconsistencies kind of like and um, you know we go on to Ernst characters. no this is another bit I had okay, just, um, okay. I, I, I thought it was interesting that she you know, she said she tried to hunt the high witch and um, I would have liked to have heard kind of more about her past you know and how yeah. she lost her finger because I thought she was there was a lot of potential for her to push on from what we get at the start kind of about her you know um, I would like maybe a little more flashbacks about her, maybe other encounters she had with witches. Because I think in the book, they do a bit more about how the threat of witches, what they've done to other. Yeah, I can't remember now. I read the book. I heard something many, about many that. years yeah. ago. But, um... Um, but again, kind of like that story with Erica. I think the film could have even focused on on him, her telling him about when she was a child. You know, yeah. that could have been the film. You it know? could well have been. Yeah, it could have um, been. I just um, feel that there could have been more they could have brought to her. I, I think agree. There was potential I... there, but they didn't fully utilize it. Yeah, I think that yeah, I I can really agree with that. Like, there is a lot of lost potential with her mm. and her past, and even Erica, more of Erica's story, mm, yeah, which we both agree was was like yeah. such a great well, high point of the film right? idea yeah. uh, and execution, and even like just just briefly, and um, actually yeah, we're going to Ernst now. It was Ernst. So when she arrives in the hotel and she goes over to that painting and she little, like taps yeah. on the image of another little girl, and she's like, not she or knows. a boy, I'm not sure, yeah. and it's just like, and then he disappears, mm. like he's obviously just died, yeah. 
Um, he, she's, he's obviously she's just doing this all over the place. Like she's just a truly vile, yeah. vile. Creature. She had she has a couple of lines as well. Like she when does. she's like, um, "Oh, you look amazing." It's like. <laughs> I wish she could say the same about you. You know, it's just like just this dismissive. Yeah. She's so kind of suave and sophisticated, you know. Yeah. Which is a great. She's hiding, like obviously, what she truly is, both physically and you know, um, um, I guess you know, kind of in how, how she is as a person. Yeah. A, no. No. You know. It's funny that like a character so vile can make you laugh, but but she does. She does. Yeah. And again, as in his testament, Angelica Houston's performance. But the, but just you know, you know what you said earlier about the tea time scene where she's looking over at um at um, Luke and and, and uh, Helga. Uh, it's just the even just the look she gives. She looks creepy in her eyes. She looks you know there's something about, about her. Everything about her. Like, yeah. Everything about her is, um, is unsettling. Yeah, I think because she's saying I think I know her. Or I recognize her. You know that. And again, it's back though to that thing you were saying where. They're building this thing between them, but it it's just a pity that it didn't pay off in the end because you're like you're intrigued, like you know, there's that kind of stare down almost. And there's another one later in the film in the in the lobby before they're having dinner. She again she looks at uh, Helga. There's that kind of moment where they yeah. hold the gaze, and you kind of hope you know it's just a pity yeah, that it didn't they, push they, on with they, that. They're like, setting you know. it up, and then there isn't the payoff, no. and it, it is annoying because you're, yeah. you're you're waiting for that, and you're hoping for that, and even like when she's lowering. When grandma's lowering Luke down to the apartment, you know, or the room below to try and get steal the potion, and they look up and they meet, their eyes meet yeah. again. And also, she's in the the room earlier, and she the, the, when she grabs mm-hmm. Luke from it, and there is that oh um an old acquaintance or something like that. She yeah. says about so like there's so much build up, and then it just it never does up again. Out. I think a flashback would have been great, like because yeah. I I feel like they must have met before or something because she yeah. recognizes yeah, it. It would have been. It does feel. Poorly structured. Mm. Um, I like that the other witches are terrified of her. You yeah. know, she she's um, just she commands respect and like, you know, it's kind of like how Mary idolizes Winnie and Hocus Pocus. Is that kind of yeah. complete suck up anything it she is. wants? Oh, you were like amazing. You're amazing. You know, it's it's. Uh, but I have to say, and a very very dark thought struck me when I was doing the notes tonight. Um, okay. Thinking about it, and I because I was just trying to I was trying to like. Capture. I was like, what is this room? What are they remind? What are the witches and and Ernst in particular reminding me of in this, and and their quest? And I'll be honest, what I I kind of had this moment. I'm like, oh my god, they're like Nazis. Mm. Like she is like Hitler, yeah. and they're like Nazis. And to them, the children are like the Jews. They just want to kill them. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Like it, it's it's bizarre to make that comparison in a, in a Roald Dahl film, uh, you know, a kids movie, but like that's trying to wipe them all out. Yeah, that's yeah. the vibe I'm getting, and not even just like the whole wiping them out, which obviously is a connection. But then that feel of evil that they have when they're on mm. screen, like it, it is really really creepy. Like I mean, it it does genuinely feel like you're seeing pure hate on screen. I know that sounds dismissive of. <laughs> what we're talking about I'm not in any way being dismissive of the Holocaust or in any way shape or form but that that's weirdly the vibe I was getting from it like when, when I see Nazi, you know, Nazis portrayed on film I kind of I feel the same way about those characters as I did about the witches in this mm. they're truly disturbing on a, on, a, on a gut level so off-putting they just feel like pure evil <laughs> Uh, another thing I liked just you were talking earlier about the the design of the the makeup or the kind of 
prosthetics kind of used when she reveals her true self. Oh, I love that there's, there's, there's like hair on her nose as yeah. well. It's like just everything about her is just like bubbly back yeah. and everything. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's still like, it looks like, like it looks like, uh, you know, a, a dead carcass left in the sun, mm. just bubbling yeah. away and merged in with some rancid vulture and a woman. <laughs> it's just a. I imagine she's like, she's very, very old, you know. Oh, I think oh. she disestablished that, don't they? I think she has. Yeah, like, well, I mean, The High Witch is a very. Yeah, well, I'm obviously, I mean, like, she she has memories of, I'm sure, Helga when she was younger, yeah. probably as a child and well before that. Yeah. But um, Luke, we're going yeah. to Luke. So he's um he's kind of very, just a typical hero mm. of a movie. Like, he's inquisitive and he's brave. And, very inquisitive and very brave. Yeah, yeah. very brave. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and he, you know, he's, as I said earlier, like, he's willing to risk his own life to save the baby and stuff like that like yeah. he's i think as well you touched on you said earlier um about like how he's kind of he pushes you know his grandmother on to, to kind of you know to go through with like you know taking out the witches he's kind of that um you know that, that shoulder of support for her almost yeah even though he's the one who's most now like so no, of course and, and like and like he's after that of course and then also his parents have just died mm, yeah and you do feel for him and that that scene in itself is very dark as well mm, when, yeah. the, when the police arrive and tell Helga I've been calling her grandma the whole time I always thought when I was younger because I remember vaguely that, that, that witches killed them but I think they just had a character no it was just a character yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and, and um, so you feel for him in that moment and then you know he, he springs back and he you know he's good to his pets his mm. mice and he's training them and he's kind to them and he's, he's just a really lovable kind of kid although I have to say he did feel a little flat to me He's not. He wasn't quite as charismatic as I would like the mm. the main protagonist of a movie to be. Mm. Like I, I I I know it's it's very unfair to compare, but I did feel like he was really overshadowed by uh, Jelly Houston, <laughs> which I know most people in the world would be in a film with her. Um, but uh, and it's very unfair to compare mm. a child to you know one of the greatest actresses of yeah. all time. Like I I I think I think. Like my favorite bits with him were just kind of when he was just there with his grandmother and they were talking about the witch, like that that kind of moments. And the, and even when when they were kind of grieving, there's yeah. that moment where she kind of takes him and they kind of hug. Yeah, they're very human they're, moments. Yeah, they were yeah. very nice moments. Um, when it becomes that adventure story, it kind of loses me. Yeah, when he becomes the mouse, I just kind of just because they they set it up one way and then okay, that's the tone, and then it just. Mm. It feels like two movies mixed together. Yeah, I'm like together. you know, and films can work where you have a hybrid of things, but I just think it went way too much another way. Like um, what's that film? Um, even kind of like, like Stuart Little or something had that kind of feel about it. You know, it just did like a bit, yeah. So yeah. you know, just it felt quite Disney yeah. in the second half. Hmm. Um, although there were moments certainly where it's not, but yeah. the, way more Disney than the first half, which is in no way Disney. And I just <laughs> yeah. I still think if he had been him as in child, even if he went back to being a child before the end, for the final kind of showdown, uh, it would have been better. I think. I just think the fact that he's a mouse, it, it, again, it, it makes it less personal. I think mm. you kind of you lose a bit of him in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think the film kind of hurt a little bit from that as well. Though. Yeah, and obviously they're tied to the to the book. Mm, in a lot of yeah. ways. Oh, they do make a major change because in the book he stays a mouse. He doesn't turn back. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of thought he was going to stay in us to be honest because yeah. I couldn't remember the ending 
Yeah, I, and I agree with what we were saying earlier, like the witch, the white witch thing. That was all very odd because she was cackling away when Bruno but she, even returned. when she does it, she gives like an evil laugh. Like I, and I'm not no, saying I she was laughing. More, I think at, it's more at Ernst. Yeah, maybe. I'd okay. say because she turns very easily. Like she's cackling away as Bruno has been turned. But she tells her like you're not coming down or something. Yeah, and then she's she like, can... oh, you're not coming to dinner. Like okay, right then, I'm going to betray everything I've done for what the last three hundred years to go and get revenge for you mm. after you die. Or, it's like what? Okay, that felt a bit very clunky. Mm. That ending. Um, even though, like, I mean, it was a nice scene with with uh, Luke and his grandmother, but the the whole her reason for doing it, mm. it just all felt very easy. But it was a great setup they had for like going on and going to America to take down all the yeah, other and I get that kind of showed his like his courage that he's like it's his idea, yeah. like you know, we should go to America now and help these kids because yeah. you know we've saved the kids in England now yeah. let's go to America and do it with them. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing a sequel actually. Mm. Um, I would love if they did a prequel to be honest well, <laughs> Go back. That's yes, I would prefer the prequel yes I would it but, could be um, they're doing the remake that's coming out no like a prequel would have been a great idea it's oh on, god yeah. I, I saw the trailer we saw, we saw the trailer for it looks terrible it just looks especially I mean like uh, maybe I don't know maybe I'm judging it based on a trailer it's just I know it's no way going to be as dark as this film was and I just feel like what's the point like why mm. do that I know they're kind of they're changing location and changing the timeline, so maybe there's something they'll bring to it with that. But uh, it just feels it feels very Disney on yeah. the trailer, and not in any way this dark, intense, kids horror movie that a family friendly horror movie that that nineteen nineties The Witches mm. uh, was. Um, I don't see myself watching it to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't look too interesting. But uh, we're going to Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Okay, um, so... so I'll just a brief comment on some of the smaller roles for okay. it. Because it's, like, it's Jay and Ernie. we we got to give him a mention. <laughs> oh, sorry, don't you mean Bulk and Skull? <laughs> oh, sorry, don't you mean Beowulf and Rocksteady? I actually, well, okay, Beowulf and Rocksteady, you're right, but I think it was that came up before Power Rangers, so... The previous, I, know, I, know I, I just mean, mean that, yeah. that yeah, trope. But, like, um, like, the fact that it was hanging around in the graveyard and just pop up, you know, as it comes around, and, like... The obviously the ice. So, sorry, Liam. It's it's not Ernie anymore. It's ice, 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 ice. ice. And it was like ice shaved in the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I loved in like when I love the fact that like so they're obviously ganging up on on Max, and then like he's like you don't have any smoke, you don't have any cash. You know how am I supposed to spend my afternoons? And like great comeback, like. Maybe you could learn to breathe through your nose. I love how Jay forgets whose side he's on. And just like, genuinely, that's funny. I want to laugh. You know, you know what Jay reminds me of very much so in this is, um, uh, oh God. Um, what's his name? He's in Freaks and Geeks with Seth Rogen. Uh, I've got to find this now. It's going to drive me insane. The main guy? No, no. James Franco, yes. He's in Spider-Man. Oh. No, but is it James Franco you're talking about? Yes. He reminds me of James Franco. He sounds like James Franco. And looks a little like him. But he really sounds like James Franco. And in Freaks and Geeks, uh, he wears a leather jacket and everything. <laughs> uh, very much kind of felt like... And although James Franco's character in Freaks and Geeks isn't a bully like that. Mm. But um, just had a James Franco vibe to it. And he actually... He's in Stranger Things, Jay. He's like... Um, what? He's like one of the Asian guys working with Papa and then... I didn't notice that. Really? someone had a picture. I was like, "Oh my god, it is him!" Yeah, he's one of the one of the agents, kind of with them when they're knocking on, on, Whoa. you know, they're talking to the I parents. I have to go back and look at that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. He's not. He's kind of a 
smaller role, I but he's there. Like, yeah, no, that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's that's an interesting yeah. fact. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Look, I'll actually be touching on them again uh, when we talk about Max, so we can yeah, come back we'll to them. Go, yeah. I that, yeah. We go uh, on to Alison. Uh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say I, I kind of the parents I kind of thought were kind of cool as well, and um, I guess not really a whole lot about them. In the no, room, but so. just they, I think they were kind of they were kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, Billy as well. I suppose would be just a quick mention on him. Oh, Billy, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. Um, I, mean, I like Billy actually. I do. When you learn what happened to him, like and you know what, in a lot of ways, um, he goes on a real character journey throughout the film. Like when he starts off, he's this. Like you hear about the sad story about how he was with Winnie and then cheated on her, uh, Winnie with, with Sarah. Sarah. So Sarah murdered him, sold his lips. Oh, I think it was Winnie. Did it? Winnie oh, sorry, yeah, Winnie. Yeah, sorry, Winnie yeah. murdered him and then sold his lips shut so he couldn't even talk about it in death. In death, yeah. And buried him. And then wakes him up as a zombie. And he, the special effects, he looks amazing. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah. Like the perfect kind of family-friendly zombie mm. that you could do. Even the way he kind of goes like, mm, 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 kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> um, it's like great, like, you know. Um, but then, you know, uh, 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 as he progresses throughout the movie and he finally gets to open his mouth and we see that he's a, he's quite a tragic character yeah. and, and that he's not evil. He's no. just, you know. And I think the whole time he wasn't trying to hurt him, he was just trying to like communicate. I no, say, probably. You know? That's probably the whole point yeah. is that he didn't want to and that's why he turns with them. So, yeah. And he, you know, and you're glad he does like you're like yes not one on the team kind of you know <laughs> yeah you know uh, well obviously you want the protagonist yeah. to win and the antagonist <laughs> to lose it would be a poor story if you're cheering for the witches mm. but um but yeah no I like Billy uh, his story is it's a nice arc he goes mm. through and a nice ending for him yeah but uh, Alison oh Alison <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll be honest I felt her character is a bit flat She's like the least developed of the kind of the main characters in the movie. Um, uh, yeah, good. You, yeah, you yeah so like she's sincere. You know, she loves, mm. she you know, sharing her interests, you know, in, in history and in Halloween and traditions and all of that. Mm. And her, her knowledge is invaluable in, like, yeah. in defeating this, the, the, the Sanderson sisters. Um, you know, she's a very strong character. You mm. know, like, um, she's not really afraid. I mean, she's obviously afraid at times, but like, she's... You know, just as strong as Max is in a lot yeah. of situations, and knows a lot more than he does in a lot of situations. And yeah, she does. She does kind of stand up and try to protect, you know, protect him. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And, she does. and she also kind of she's very reassuring. Like oh, when when they think Binks, Binks was killed by the yeah. boss, Max kind of like blaming himself, and she's kind of like, oh, it's not your fault. You know, she's trying to keep them together. Like you know, she she she's she's kind of the rock in some ways. I she, think. no, you you're know, right. She's a cool she head on her shoulders for, for Danny as well. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, I love the, that kind of shot of her. Just as the kind of uh, Max running up to her at the start of the movie to give her uh, his number, yeah, and she's wearing the like she looks like a little bit red. I'm writing her, like, yeah, I'm sure of the nod yeah, to her yeah. going into the yeah. into the forest into the trees, yeah. you know, and, But yeah, she kind of comes. She she's you know she's not phased. Um, you know when he gives her the number, she's very cool about it. Like she doesn't like you know she doesn't she's not like annoyed at him or anything. She just kind of passes it off, kind of and plays it cool. Which I thought was kind of nice as well. Um, so I'm sure some people would have been annoyed if you did that in class, you know. I give them the number, you know. Um, well, yeah, she's quite a cool like character, as in like you know she she acts quite cool. You yes, yeah. cool headed, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, because that's what I meant. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just going back to what you said about like you know her knowledge of kind of history of the town and the sisters, you know, it brings something else to the group, kind of that. that yeah, I, needed, I just you know? have, like to see her character go on more of a journey. Mm. 
she kind of she's kind of exactly she starts and ends at the same place yeah you know i know she's more of like it's it's max and danny Mm. and then the witches like there's only so much room in the movie and i and i appreciate that yeah i think and she's kind of the the um love interest for max as well like you know but she is so valuable as well and she does come up with like you know good ideas like she lures them into the yeah uh, yeah, yeah, i understand like again just kind of she is she, 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 she is a valuable she is probably member. the smartest of the yeah. group of, yeah. of them her and Biggs um, but like um, I remember like when I was younger like you know I was like I remember watching this film I was like I was like, oh I want to be like Max and that's the kind of girl I want to have you know <laughs> that's what it was for me like you know when I was a child yeah. that was it you know yeah well like, um, but uh yeah no she, 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 she's like she, she's a cool she's a good character yeah she plays her part in it like yeah um Danny yeah so Danny is my favorite character in the movie. She well, she, and this is kind of with her and Max, they encapsulate that sibling dynamic yeah. brilliantly. I think it really. Comes I I, I think to be honest, I think more so Danny. I think Tora Birch's performance is fantastic. She's doing like eight or something. Yeah, or she she was ten, I think, but still, like, she's playing eight. But like, yeah, you can see that what she was going to go on to achieve. It was clear from even mm. then that like she was extremely talented. Mm. Um, but like I love how like she is a child in this like I think that like she inadvertently like embarrasses Max so much but <laughs> thinking she's helping you know for your information he's a little eager like oh, you're wrong actually he's not like the new kid I, on the block I love that you know all this kind of stuff and it's like uh, she doesn't realise that like she's just making it like ten times worse for him, like you know yeah no and, and like just going back to this little bit to what you were saying about the dynamic between the two of them yeah. brother and sister like straight away like she's really charming but like totally believable as the annoying little sister yes. that he's got to like yeah. And you know he's like, no, he's stroppy teen. Yeah, she's like, yeah. no, you gotta take me, man. When that <laughs> said, and uh, you know, do they have that good dynamic going on? Yeah. Um, but but you so so easily those those kid characters can be very annoying, mm. and you're just like, oh god, you know, I hope you get killed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but she is in no way that like. No, I, she's not. I really, like... uh, I really, I liked her straight away, and obviously, this is a movie that we've seen plenty of times, mm. especially growing up. Yeah. Like, I remember, and I'm not joking, this is a factoid for you. I remember Liam and our younger brother Shane acting out the entirety of this film <laughs> from start to finish from memory. Uh, yeah, no, that's with, true. I don't know, was it ties or teddy bears yeah, or something? Something like that. Um, I don't know what age you were, maybe six, seven, eight years old? About that. And they acted out the entire movie, every piece of dialogue by every character from start to finish. So we know this film quite well. Liam <laughs> um, probably knows it a little bit better than I do, but I know it quite well. But I always, I haven't, I hadn't seen it in about 15 years or so. Mm. But, uh, I, yeah, just another comment on like, um, on, <laughs> so we were saying like how she kind of inadvertently, just by being a child, you know, it kind of embarrassed him. Like, I gave him the comment about like, you know, with, with, with Alison, like, you know, Max loves your your yabos, you know, he loves them. Again, that kind of stuff, just like, <laughs> not realising what she's doing, you know, just being a child, just she, seeing what No, I think, think she did. There, maybe? Okay. I think she did. Okay. Um, Because, like, even she's a little quip she's saying about, like, couldn't you take her to the cinema like a normal person, yeah. you know? Uh, like, she she's kind of clued in yeah. as well. I think she knew what she was doing there. Um, she's trying to get the upper hand on him yeah. so she could use leverage, you know? But she's also... um quick thinking with the witches though you know when they bring them back and she kind of pops up and she's like you thought the day would never come sisters it was I who brought you back trying to be kind of charming and kind of 
yeah, get no, under like Alison, she's a very uh, yeah. Yeah, quick thinking character yeah. on her feet, yeah, uh, under pressure. Um, well, uh, well my favorite aspect of her in the movie was her relationship with Binks, yeah, that's really good as well. Yeah, uh, I really felt that from mm. both sides, yeah, because he obviously sees we'll get into it, but he obviously sees Emily in, in, in Danny, of course, know? of course, yeah. But I'll be honest, I felt the relationship between um. Danny and Binks and Binks and Emily probably more than I felt it between Danny and Max I have to say I mean it was there as well but I felt I cared more about Danny and Binks than I did between Danny and Max um, yeah, no, that's my opinion yeah. no, I, 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 I think first. it really worked as well and there was a real I think as well because Binks was kind of what he'd been through as well like for so long you know everything he kind of actually we didn't touch on Binks yet not yet no yeah um, I definitely, no, definitely was there with them as well, and I was going to get to that. That's uh, the relationship between her and Binks is is really strong as well, and you really feel her pain when when he, uh, when when he dies, you know, like when he essentially, you know, he passes on, you know, when with the, with the cat and that, you know, yeah. Um, but then she's also really brave. Like she, she, you know, defends Max when Winnie, you know, when they're in the house when she attacks him with the, her kind of. Um, Whatever, you know, the electrical kind of whatever thing she has, you know, um, she stands up and defends Max, you know. So she she's a brave, she's brave as she well. She is, like, oh, you know? absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and she's not she's not shy to tell Winnie, Winnie that like you know you're you're ugly, you know, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> she really hurt my feelings. She doesn't shy you know? away from it, like. Um, um, and then sorry, go on, you. No, no, go on. I was just gonna say as well, didn't that kind of like. Unlike Max, like she's been able to settle in well in in the town, just she's made friends and she kind of she's embracing Halloween, you know. Yeah. So just kind of, I like that they kind of they're coming at it from different aspects. Like you know, when we get onto Max, how he kind of is finding his new town, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and then, and then obviously, well, I suppose when Binks dies, mm. and you really feel her pain, you do, yeah. Um, and 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 then the the release when she realizes that Binks is. Is is not alive, but he's moving on to a better state of existence, and he's finally at peace. Yeah, and he's with his sister. Yeah, um, it's a lovely moment where he goes over to mm. her and just says goodbye. Mm. Um, and it's probably the most powerful part of the movie. Yeah, I know it is. A, it is a great, a great moment in it, and I guess we will kind of go on to Binks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's think, the most tragic character. That's exactly what I have. Like, yeah. Extremely tragic figure. Um. You know that, that again. I kind of alluded to earlier about like when he puts the spell on him to remind him forever of his failure and guilt. You know, she says like live forever with his guilt at not being able to. Um, yeah, like I mean, like save her. Like, I mean, starting off, you see your sister being murdered mm. by witches, and then you're you're transformed into a cat for the rest of of well eternity. And then, like you know, you're you're dismissed by your parents, you know, because of your transformation. They don't obviously don't realize. And I, I often just wonder why didn't he speak there? But maybe, maybe he was too in, in shock to speak, or maybe maybe he hadn't learned how to re-speak or something. Mm. But like when his father, like you know, banishes and tells him go away, like you really feel for him in that yeah. in that moment. Um, and also like I love the scene where um, Joan they think they've killed him the first time, the witches. Yeah. And he has a great moment with Max where, um, you know, Max says, you can't keep blaming yourself. It was so long ago. And he says, like, you know, take care of Danny. You'll never know how precious she is until she loses her. Like, he sees Emily and Danny, but then he sees himself and Max in the 
you know the situation of to protect his history you know what i mean yeah, he really you, sees that you see in that moment as well that really like he's been in a, he consistent state of mourning for 300 mm. years yeah which is quite a horrific uh, you know concept of just being never ending yeah. pain uh, yeah, not like completely emotional. Thing. Yeah, I do love though, didn't it, where he as he's running off and Max says to him like, "Where are you going?" Because you're Denison now, you're one of us. You know, that's kind of a nice moment that she came. Yeah, kind of, you like, know. yeah, and that that's kind of that. You, that's when you first really feel that proper connection between him and Danny and and, and Max mm. and Allison as well. Yeah. Um, but but you can see that he he he's still longing for the release of Danny. Yeah. And then you see again, like at the end, how he kind of sacrifices himself for Danny. You yeah. know, he did, he failed with Emery. He doesn't want to fail again. Like exactly. you know, um, um, so, you know he was really interesting. Yeah, you know, and he he deserved aspect. his ending. Yeah, you know, uh, to get that moment with with Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, another interesting fact. I I always thought it was Zachary Binks. Thackeray. Thackeray. Yeah, it yeah. sounds you you get it mixed it's up. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I never heard that name before, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, okay, we move on to the witches. Yeah, so I have Mary first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, She's judging by our laughter, so like, funny, I just, man. yeah, like, and this is funny, like, to say this for me, I've written down like the first three words are pure comic relief, <laughs> but like, and which is weird to say in a comedy movie. <laughs> But she is like, uh, like Winnie is a straight man, yeah. And she and Sarah are the two buffoons, yeah. But like, and like, I think all three of them do bring humor too. But I think Mary is there to have. The, she's the most. I think she brings the most humor, you know. Yes. Uh, like just some of her lines, like just kind of like, she's like first off, she's she's Winnie's lackey. Yeah, she's complete. a complete suck up, you know. <laughs> but she's also terrified of Winnie. You know, like you know, do you want to hit me with that? Will that cheer you up? You know, just like these little things, like anything to please her. Like bye, bye, bye. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, completely. Everything is about is about Winnie, and then like yeah. she had that rivalry with Sarah. Yeah, they're always fighting, and then yeah, uh, like like uh, like like two like unruly kids. <laughs> Um, and like, and she, she receives the most abuse from Winnie. You know, Sarah does. gets a bit, but she gets a lot. Yeah. I think that's why she's so terrified of her. I love the bit, like she, one bit where she kind of goes against her. She was like, "Right, you're always right." You know, kind of like <laughs> slightly, kind of like uh, rebelling almost. Like, you know? <laughs> um, and but you know, it's odd, and this applies to all three of them. But it's odd that characters that act in such a creepy manner can be so likable as well. Because mm. there's plenty of times during this film. Where like you're not rooting for them, but you you do feel them in the moment. yeah you're enjoying them and you feel a like towards them like when when they think they've met uh, Satan yeah you know like that whole one. Yeah. moment like you're just enjoying it like this is great like, yeah you know? it's an enjoyable sequence you laugh along mm. uh, there's you know there's nothing no no one's in danger you mm. know yeah. oh, well except maybe uh, his wife yeah briefly yeah <laughs> but like I love like uh, how like you know where she thinks like. Uh, She'd lost her powers because, like, Winnie, I, I, I smell children, but but I don't see children. I lost my powers. You know? <laughs> and even in earlier as well, she often like is accused of being wrong when she's not. Like, during her to start, like, where Binks arrives and she's like, I yeah. smell a child. She yeah. was right. Like, Winnie's like, oh, what do you call that? You know, a child. <coughs> yeah, no. Exactly. But she was actually right. Like, there was another one there. It's amazing the similarities. I, I remember when we picked these two movies, I hadn't thought about it, but like. How, how close they were but the whole smelling out of yes kids, yeah yeah uh, there's a lot of overlap between the yeah. two and I've heard I don't know where I heard it from but apparently that her father was like a, a, or 
something about like a bloodhound or something. And that's why she can smell um, so well or something. I don't know. It's something, uh, but don't there's, know there's nothing about that in the book, in the film, though. No, there's not. But someone has something about that. I don't know. But I mean, but, that's uh, probably just a fan yeah, theory maybe. nonsense because, like, there has. If it's not in the movie, then you know, it's mm, not there. Yeah. But uh, uh, Sarah. Uh, no, just was one or okay. one or two bits. Um, uh, what was the other line? Um, oh yeah, do you know when like uh, uh so you you said about like Sarah said like um, you know, de- dead man's tongues and like she's like she's trying to concentrate and then is it chungs or bungs and then like Mary's like there's no such thing as bungs. You're right. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> Just like that was a win for her. Weed was like so distressed. Like yeah, you're right. I'm right. I'm right. Oh, I'm right. You know, kind of. Um, but then she does have kind of little moments. She, not as much, but like she does have little moments where she's quite rootless. Like you know, when when they have Danny, and and she's like, um, you know, stay for supper, and she's like, oh, I, I'm not hungry. And then Mary's like, well, we are. You know, that kind mm. of she's threatening there. And yeah, then even, yeah, there. And even then, when they kind of grab Danny and Max is like saying, "Yo, let her go," and you know, Sarah's doing her get to like, "Yo, let me play with him." And then Mary's like, roast him when he, you know, just like. Yeah, just there's no just like just taking. Yeah, out, there's no know. remorse there. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. She and I, all three of the sisters have it now. I think there's two things that I really liked and that I didn't like, is that <clears> the <throat> fish out of water scenario. It like it works so well in so many moments. Mm. Um, you know, like with the you know the, the burning wane of death and all that mm. stuff. Uh, you know, quite fun moments. Um, but, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, but but all three of them have these moments where. They use like puns on twentieth century, late twentieth yeah. century, you know, terms that mm. annoyed me, yeah. and and they were usually not funny as well. Like they were always, I thought, the least funny parts mm. of the script. Yeah. Like when Mary says "shishka baby," yeah, yeah, no, I like, agree. Well, yeah. How would you know what a shishka baby is? Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. That 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 didn't really uh, didn't really make sense, or even like uh, Winnie when. Uh, when she, when Max driving the car and she's like yeah, pull over pull let's over. see your uh, driver's yeah, per, permit yeah. Of, like what yeah like, how I was like how, how would she know what that is yeah, yeah like, it, it, that irritated mm, me to be honest because because yeah. they didn't need it at all I mean like you know and we'll go to Sarah maybe now yeah um like one thing <laughs> one scene I really loved was when they go out to the road. It's a black river, and mm. then they push Sarah out onto it. And, <laughs> yeah, I um, again, I I love those moments where they're discovering, yeah. you know, twentieth century <laughs> and and what what the the world is like now. Farewell, mortal bus boy. <laughs> yeah, um, those fish out of water stuff work really well, and they're they're easy jokes, but mm. they were done well. Yeah, they were pulled off well, and the you know the actors, you know, carry it carry it very very well. And obviously, it's not their fault; it's a script, but. Those puns I didn't like, mm. and they felt cheap. Um, uh, I think Sarah, in some ways, is is the most is the creepiest of the yeah. three. Actually, yeah. uh, I think because there's times where she's so kind of um, carefree and just kind of like in her own world, and then you kind of when you see then her, when, you know, her, her, as you said, when she's on the jo- on the ball and on yeah. the job, yeah. you know, it's very kind of like just. Whoa, Jesus! I didn't see that coming. Like it's very kind of you're one level, then you're this level. It's like, geez, yeah, she just turns when it comes to it. She really one eighty like, at times yeah. to straight up, you know, evil mm. child hunter. Yeah, yeah. No, she definitely has that. Um, um, and even like the whole thing of like, which is being so Max, like Joe, let me play with him. Like, there's something very. You know, these guys are kids. They're sixteen, yeah. seventeen. There yeah. is something uh, <laughs> disturbing about that. There you is. Know? No, there is definitely. Um, um, 
and again, like I say, with Mary, with Mary, like you have a character like that, and then you just can't help but laugh at her, uh, just you know, like instead of on the road or. <laughs> Uh, like when she's just poking, you know, like um, ice and uh, yeah. Jay, and like, or like, um, why was I cursed with such serious or such uh, <laughs> dreaded sisters? Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they, they they all have some yeah. great lines. Or her reaction to when the little girl just goes, "Bless you," and just, she just shrieks <laughs> in pain, like ah. <laughs> that was a great moment. Yeah. Do you know what I didn't get though? Do you know when, when like I, um, when I was younger, I didn't pick up on it, but do you know. Uh, when they're um, about to get on the bus and uh, he's like, um, I call it a bus and then like it's purpose and then like, uh, you know, to take women to their most forbidden desires, like we desire children. And he just says, hey, that might may take me a couple of tries, but I don't think that would be a problem. Like that went way over my head when I was a child, like that line, you know. Well, you think that was a reference to intercourse? Well, yeah. I don't know. Oh, why? Well, I think so. A couple of stops, he said, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think stops. he had, it was a hidden... I, he, 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 you could interpret it that way as well, but I think he was referring to, like, you know... I didn't read it that yeah. way at all. But Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I kind no, of... You I could think, be right. You yeah. could be right. Um, but uh, do you know what I noticed as well with Sarah? So do you know the bit where... where um, so Danny hits them with the... She's like the bag of candy when she's trying to help Max when they're first in the house. Mm. And then Binks jumps on Winnie's shoulder, like kind of attacking her. And she's like, Sarah, Sarah, get this beast off of me. If you actually look at Sarah, she's like just laughing. It's like she, the whole chaos of the situation just makes her giddy. You know, yeah, she, it's really she, strange. She, she's, you know, actually, Joe, you know she reminds me of a bit, even in looks as well, is um, Harley Quinn. Mm, yeah. There is a bit of that kind of um, enjoying the chaos, yeah, the chaos pure insanity type of uh, yeah. to her. Um, but yeah, she has some very funny moments, but... She's. I, I agree with you. The probably the darkest of the three mm-hmm. at times, and certainly has the darkest moment. I feel. In well, like movie. as we alluded to earlier, with with uh, summoning them with the song. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. that whole thing is just. I just. I know we touched it, but I think just for with her, we should just briefly touch on it. That like it is really disturbing, like you know, and just creepy, you know. And, and um, her, and like um. Sarah Jessica Parker, like I think it was her that was singing. It's it's a beautiful. It is a really song, beautifully you know, sung. Yeah, it's quite serene. Yeah. you know, in a weird way as well. Um, but uh, Winnie, Winifred Sanderson. Um, <laughs> I'll just one thing first. Despises children. <laughs> <laughs> Again, similar to um, Ernst. Yes, and all yeah. of them in it, but yeah. like were like. They're like holding their noses and trying not to get, get. Actually, Ernst and Winnie both have a moment where they try not to get sick uh, <laughs> at the sight or, the, or talking about saying, children. Yeah. Is it Winnie with the such a pretty little <laughs> child? <laughs> <laughs> or like the I um, you know, where like he's like hag, and then sisters, did you hear what he called you? <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> or in the kitchen, um, when she walks in, you know the. the you know, the guy who would think is the devil and like oh, a torture chamber so you know, she picks up the kind of the the wooden um, the mallet yeah, yeah thing yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she some great lines as well yeah uh, and then like the, like she's a character that has a very fragile ego oh completely uh, like she has to be the best yeah she has to be first and like the Mary especially has to stroke her ego all the mm, time yeah Although she's, like, I mean like when when um Danny calls her ugly. I mean, the whole reason why, and as be honest, I think it's a bit tenuous, but the whole reason why she doesn't use Jane and Ice 
or the kid, the ma- amount of the kids are coming to the house to is for because of that because Danny said. called her ugly. Yeah. Now she's very. I, I think that kind of falls in as well to like the whole thing with Billy that like he went off with Sarah. I think she's yeah. very insecure about how she looks. Yes, yeah. Like if you notice in in the house as well with, with the the guy again who they thought was the devil, she's like creaming herself in the mirror, just fixing her hair and that. Um, I think she's very um, conscious of how she looks. You know. That's a big thing to her. Yes, no, definitely. Um, I just thought it was a bit of a stretch that she would risk like certain death. Like, she could have just, you know, eaten one of those kids mm. and then lived to be another day and then go get yeah. Danny afterwards. Like Danny's not going anywhere if you're living forever. Mm. But uh, I, I think as well, um, just uh, a little bit like Sarah. But you know when they grab Danny, so Sarah and Mary grab her, and you see Winnie kind of just kind of jogging along beside him, and she's got this kind of excitement. And smile on her face yeah. at the at the, you know, the defeat that that's terror of a child like she's so excited about it. like there's something kind of very um creepy about that like you just I, it's something you mightn't even notice but I just kind of just spotted it like you see her kind of jogging along beside him with this like this delight at this like causing such fear you know to a little child like you know yeah no I did I didn't I didn't I didn't notice that moment um but, but I, then obviously. I put a spell on you, which we already discussed, <laughs> but like yeah. what a performance, what a moment, just what an epic, uh, just, um, just a moment of pop culture. Mm, like I think anybody yeah. our age uh, will will like always remember. And it's weird, like uh, the film was a flop in cinemas. Yeah, I I think part of um, part of that was that they released it in the summer because they were oh. releasing... Um, uh, Oh, what's it called? The Tim Burton film. Nine, Christmas. Nine, oh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, so they, that's why they released it back in the summer. Ah. But it was ridiculous recent in the summer. Like, it's, Jurassic Park was out then as well. Like, so mm. it didn't have a chance. Like, Yeah, but it um, did well in, on home. Oh, uh, man. Like, I mean, every year at Halloween. It's, it's like, a cult classic. Yeah, now. Like, it's beloved. Um, like, even like I was reading that, like, this, this, this year, I think in America, yeah, they re released this uh, this month, and I think it made like two million in the cinemas or something. Mm. Um, so it's still like a beloved, uh, beloved film, you know. Um, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a classic, you know, film to watch at Halloween. Um, you were just talking about the song though with Winnie. Mm. One of my favorite moments in the whole film is when the guy is singing, you know, the that's witchcraft, and he's like, "I put a spell on you, and now you're mine." The look she gives of like, "Are you joking me?" <laughs> just that look <laughs> is one of my favorite moments in the whole film. My love, yeah. Like, uh, are you kidding me? You know. <laughs> but also, that's the moment then when she realizes, "Okay, now I know what to do." Yeah. Um. Um. I <clears throat> uh, didn't like just how she kind of treats her sister. Like she treats him like crap. <laughs> yeah. It's just like she's very abusive. Yeah. And what's interesting is like. So do you know when like um Max drinks the potion, and she just says to him like you know what a fool to give up thy life for thy sister like isn't saying that like I would never ever put them before me in any way shape or form. That's what I kind of read from that, you know. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, she's completely about her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, look. I mean, what do you expect from an evil witch? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I like as well that like with you know when this she's crying about like George you know, called you ugly, and then she just like. Mary's are trying to make her feel better and like she just uses Sarah's arm to wipe her nose you know <laughs> just like again just like they're her like snot rags basically yeah you know? yeah, yeah. That's, like, how she, that's how she feels about them yeah uh, but, but it, then the look of her like she just looks you know 
She has a great look. What was it? She, I think she's based on was it was a Queen Queen Mary? Yeah, something like that. The hair and everything. Like yeah. she does look. She looks. Um, she looks scary. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, no. It, she does a great look. And great fantastic. Look. You know, all three of them, but particularly um, um, uh, Beth Midler. She's she's really fantastic in the role. Like, yeah. She's she, really, she's. Yeah. I, she, I, so I read a quote that she said was. Um, Almost at that point in her career, that was like her, her favorite moment. She had the most fun doing mm. Hocus Pocus yeah. of anything up until that point yeah. in her career. It, and Which is good to hear. Like, it's nice to hear it that. Is, you know? and, uh, it is. such a good, fun film to watch. They're doing like. a sequel. That's what I hear. Year. Yeah, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, um, I'll be honest, though, Bette Midler is so good. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, I can't remember the actress who plays Mary. Kathy and the Jimmy. Yes. Her surname always gets me. Yeah. Her and, uh, and Sergeant Parker. I mean, all three are were so good in the mm. role, and they're all three coming back. So, like, if if it was, if it was, they were doing a sequel without them, then I would be like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, you couldn't. So, but I, I, I would I, be worried I, I, about I'm, new protagonists uh, as well, because like, you know, for me anyway, I'm really attached to. Well, it's got to be kids. Yeah, it has to be. I know the, the, there was a book thing where they, it was like um, Max and Allison's uh, daughter or something. That that um, she's kind of the main. Character mm-hmm. or something, which that that would be interesting, you know. You know yeah, like that, look, a connection I, kind of. I, I, I'm hesitantly <clears throat> interested. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it just didn't work at all. You know. Yeah. No. No. I like. I mean, I, I'm. I'll wait for the trailer and I'll, I'll kind of make a semi judgment mm-hmm. there. Um, I hope it's good, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Yeah. But um, when we go on to Max Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jr. Jr. The, the third or John Ross, John Ross, yeah. John Ross Ewing. Yeah, <laughs> um, he played Jim Ross or, or Jim Ross. Jr. Son and Dallas. Yeah, and he's also in which I really want to watch, and like people have said great things about it. Eerie Indiana. Yeah, I've never Which seen it. Looks, Actually, it looks like a lot of fun. Of a kind of has day, a goosebumps but... kind of feel. Yeah, about it. and yeah, like yeah. people who watch it said it was really good. Um, I'd like to check it out. It could be a cool thing to watch actually during Halloween. I think I've seen an episode of it years yeah. and years ago. It's supposed to be really weird. Like I heard, like but like I'm, good weird. You I know? remember it being weird, but again, this is like memory of me when I was I don't know eight or nine years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just know people who watched it that like they still you know they still have fun memories yeah. of it, like Goosebumps and and Are You Afraid of the Dark and all them kind of, yeah. kind of stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, Max like kind of. Moved to a new place, you know, struggling to settle in, and he's not having the best of days. Is he like, yeah, know? when we see him starting off, like he's kind of cocky, yeah, he's upon this like yeah. air of like the cool dude from yeah. LA. I, I don't believe this stuff, you know, um, kind of the skeptic, but you see that like he, I suppose maybe he didn't like Jay and Ernie bring him down to, mm. down to earth pretty quick. And even Allison, like giving him back the number that he gave her, yeah, I, I gotta say though, I, I thought that was. I loved that moment because he's kind of like, like I think he there is he, he there is some sincerity in that he doesn't believe it. Like he thinks it's like you know this you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, obviously he's a teenager. He's trying to be cool, and macho. But but I do like it's a great way. It was a great comeback, and then a great way to ask someone out. Like <laughs> just like so, if Jimi Hendrix shows up tonight, here's my number. After saying that, like that's from the dead return. Like you know, I thought it was um, I I thought it was funny. I I liked that, but um. Yeah, definitely. Then he's brought back down to her. Like she gives him back the number, and then, do you know what I mean? Shane and Ernie, um, you know, she these cross trainers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I mean, he's not he's not having the best of days, is he? Like, yeah, you feel his frustration. Yeah. 
and like and then it's compounded by having to take his little sister mm. out going trick or treating yeah. like I remember I had to take you out trick or treating and I didn't want to go <laughs> so I can very much empathise <laughs> with that again that's kind of the point I'm making that like they really kind of captured that with him and Danny you know that kind of and sh- you know her being like 10 and him being the teenager I think there was they really caught that kind of feeling and that kind of I want to sibling rivalry, but I kind of like, I don't want to do this, you know, you know, the kind of this arguing kind of pettiness between them, you know, it really, really captured that, like, you know, I thought it was realistic. Like you were saying, you thought um, Luke was a little flat kind of in the witches a little bit. I thought here there was really realistic depictions of of kids and teenagers, you know what I mean, in mm. the film, which I thought was really good as well. Yeah. Um, Sign is trying to like brush on my nose, <laughs> trying to find. Um, oh, oh, one thing, one you know, thing I just noticed. It's not really a major character trait. It was just something I noticed, and I, 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 in all the years watching, it, I never did. Mm. Was um, you know, when when Jay and Ice uh stopped them and they demand all oh, the sweets from yeah. from Danny, and he goes here, uh, pig out or something like that. Hey, down, I think he says, yeah. Um. He that he he had been collecting candy, like yeah. that was his bag. Yeah, I always well, thought he'd given them Danny's bag, which kind of made him look worse in my eyes. But it was his bag. Yeah, no, Danny he gave them his bag. Yeah, bag. like, like what he was trying to do that he was trying to like because first he says let's just go this way, you know he was trying to um avert situation. Yeah, exactly. And like she, as I said earlier, like without realizing she just makes it a hundred times worse for him, you know. And like he does like. To a degree, he does stand up for her, like, you know, he's like, you know, he gives him the kind of, like, Daniel, get out of here. But, like, he's writing that, like, what was he supposed to do? She's like, you know, we should he should have punched him, you know. Like, you can see why he's annoyed at her in that moment, you know. Yeah, he's no, He's meant to can. look a fool. But then you see he maybe was a little harsh and she gets upset. I think that there is a really nice moment that you were saying about, like, you kind of felt more with her being spot. There's a really nice moment. And it's just so simple where he's like, you know, give me one more chance. And she's like, why should I? Because I'm your brother. And he gives that little kind of face. Which is so a thing you do to try and make someone smile or laugh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you see, you know, you do it all the time. Like this weird kind, and you know, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna laugh. You're like, and they start laughing. You know, yeah, I, yeah. it felt authentic, kind of. It was a, not, a little small moment. But it I did. Kinda, it did. You know. I'll be honest though, with for Max, um, like he feels, feel, I, I don't know. I kind of felt he felt a little flat to me, and I'll be honest. I think it was partly with the performance. Didn't think it was a great performance. Um, I, yeah, go on, keep on. Yeah, no, it, it just like I can see what they're going for with the story arc and the kind of the parallels between um, Binks and Emily and him and Danny. Um, but like I said earlier, I felt it more between Danny and Binks and Binks and Emily. I really felt Binks and Emily, and I really felt Binks and Danny. I didn't feel Danny and, and and Max as much. I mean, obviously there it is there, and like when he sacrificed himself at the end, or you know, or at least he thinks he sacrificing himself for. And actually, what one thing in that again as a kid, I never could never figure out why does he catch it, like why doesn't he let it yeah. drop and then she'll die. I but yeah, then my, I, thought, yeah, I was yeah, thinking was. Well, if if she if, if she's lost all hope, she'll just throw Danny off yeah, and kill her. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it was so the one his kind of thought is make sure Danny to, gets down yes. safely. Yeah. Um. So that's why he caught her. I could never. I was like, I always thought it was it was a a, a flaw in in the writer. Um, no, but yeah, you would do that because that was without that he was gonna. Yeah. She's probably gonna throw her off the kill her like. Um, but again, because for me it's like you know he's kind of reluctant because I think like Allison and Danny like are very you know. 
they don't shy away. Where in the early stages, he shies away quite a bit with the bullies and that, and it's kind of it comes down to the crunch then where like where he really stands up to protect you know, to protect his um his sister, which I I I thought that was a really cool kind of arc for him kind of and then also there's the parallel with Binks and Emily you know and Binks reminding him like you know to take care of your sister and I I, I don't know I I, I, I thought it worked really well like I, I yeah, well, really see I, I think they wrote a good character arc but I honestly didn't think uh, the actor's performance was good enough to carry it off yeah I, it felt flat to me I, 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 I would I, disagree with that I, I know I've been giving out about lack of arcs lack of arcs lack of arcs and he has an arc but it I don't know. I just I didn't feel it. Yeah, um, no. Like I, I always found him kind of um, him. Uh, you know, quite uh, even just uh, he had that kind of look. I thought he he was um, he uh, kind of char- I don't say charming is the right word, but just he had that kind of what you want in a in a leading part. You know, male part in it. I always thought he kind of had that kind of look. The thing going on. You know, uh, I I always thought he was he was really good in it. Like I yeah, think the whole uh, all the the protagonists uh worked in it um I've, yeah I, I thought i thought him and i thought allison was at times a little flat as well not as much but i thought max was quite flat i thought for me it was the the sisters obviously were amazing well yeah they're yeah and then binks and danny yeah. uh as well i thought they were the characters that really elevated it for me uh, i think with weaker actors in those roles and which is i know to be fair it's a lot of roles but i think the movie, I mean, the movie is lifted by some excellent performances. Um, I, I thought Max and Danny, or sorry, uh, Max and Allison were less interesting to me. They they were the least interesting part of the protagonist to me in the movie. It was Danny and Binks and the sisters. That's what grabbed me. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I again, again, I, I would disagree with that. I, I, I really like Max. I, he's one. Of, he's probably my favorite character in it. Um, again, I think it's because of that kind of insecurity, you know, going to a new place and he's got all these struggles and obstacles uh, to overcome. And I just really like that scene at the end that he does kind of sacrifice himself for for Danny, you know, and they have that kind of moment. And yeah, um, no, and, and like I, I think it's I think it's written well enough. I just uh, I think I don't think the performance. Oh no, I understand carry, that. Yeah. carries I, the weight of what the right yeah. they were trying to pull I, off. I I thought he carried carried it off really well. I thought yeah, like he no, really yeah, that's um, fair enough. And then that's why we're here to debate yeah. and no. to do battle <laughs> with each other as well as yeah. the movies do no, battle. I like, just to try and, yeah, they, they, um, I, I I thought he uh as I said I thought he really encapsulated that kind of teenager and Sora Birch really encapsulated the kind of the child, you know. I think uh, she definitely did. And yeah, I and I think I think Vanessa Shaw obviously her character was isn't you know, she's a main character but they're they're kind of the two well Max is the, is the main character but Danny is kind of the second in like the secondary and then you've got kind of uh, Alice and then as well and Binks but but I think um, I think uh, they definitely encapsulated it which I think was something that kind of I looked at you know, you know the way we're doing it now we're kind of you're looking at it from a different angle and I really kind of saw that in, in those two that they really encapsulate the kind of the teenager and the, and the child which is another aspect that I liked but one thing I got to throw in is he gets a raw deal that for being a virgin at like sixteen or seventeen, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is, I, yeah, um, it is kind of felt for him in that. Like, you know, like he's not like he's not like he's twenty four or five or something. I know it's like um, I just love I, and that scene with the cop was amazing. That like, was funny. Yeah. That whole thing with just like first we're like, um, and he's a virgin. <laughs> really, you a virgin? <laughs> Look, I get a tattoo to my forehead, but then I just to go off like. I thought it was a real car. <laughs> that was like yeah, just no, great. It, it was a good one. Was a good scene, one. You know. But uh, we we vote. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, like I. Uh, <coughs> it's, it's pretty. Um, what's that word? What's that Conclusive? word? Yeah, but there's another. I'm not gonna think of it. But yeah, like I mean, I think witches has uh, Ava, the the head witch. Uh, she's like brilliant in it. The grandmother had potential. They didn't fully utilize it. Uh, and Luke, you know. I think early on there's a nice little bond with him and his grandmother, but I don't think it went the whole way through. Whereas in Hocus Pocus, the three witches are great. Uh, I love Max, Danny's great, Allison's great, Binks is great, and then you've got like Billy, Ernie, Jay. You know these smaller ingredients to it. That I think you know there's not only do you have more characters, but you've a lot of really good, interesting characters. So I just think Hocus Pocus has to take like yeah, Hocus Pocus definitely. I think for characters. Um. I agree, Hocus Pocus definitely. Um, uh, I I agree that um, Ernst is kind of the only r- real character in the witches that grabs me in a major way. Like I feel like it was this, it was the special effects, and the sense of horror is what enraptured me the most about that movie. But the characters mm. themselves didn't stand out really in any great way. Um, there's nothing truly memorable about them. It was. It was the horror and and the visuals and the special effects that I thought were excellent. In Hocus Pocus, um, and we've just discussed at length. Uh, I didn't think Max or Allison grabbed me really all that much, Ooh. but the <laughs> dynamic between the Sanderson sisters mm. it was fantastic, and I would gladly watch another well written movie with them in it. Um, but my favorite character, like I said already, was Danny Thorpe's performance is fantastic. Uh, and Danny is a really believable and likable character, and the relationship she has with Binks, for me, is is what really sealed the deal for me. Mm. And so I hope focus as well. Yeah, definitely. So that makes it four two to Hocus Pocus. Um, a well fought battle, but uh, Hokey Pokey takes it in the end. Yeah, like I, I think it's a shame that like um, just just on the witches that like they didn't have. That they shifted so much from that kind of tone that they had in the first like half hour or so of the film, and also that they didn't use more of the grandmother because I thought there was so much potential there. With her. Uh, just just a final kind of note on that. Um, uh, and then um, yeah, with Hocus Pocus, then again, just like I just love all the characters. I love all the characters. So, like all oh, there's so many in it, but I love. There's no character in the film I don't like, you know. Yeah, well, well, I suppose if you're acting out every single character and every word they say, then you gotta like mm. the characters. You gotta like the source material. Yeah. Well, and again, you were saying like about kind of you were saying about like um, with witches, like you when you were a child, you were terrified of it, and then, as an adult, you're like, yeah, well, that was justifiable. In a similar kind of way, it's like I loved Hocus Pocus as a child, but I still love it as an adult. You know, it's just one kind of one of those ones, you know. Yeah, but you no, always like that when you've a child, yeah. a film from your childhood that you still adore, <clears throat> still watch it, and you don't just watch it because you used to love it. You watch it because you still really enjoy it. Yeah, there are both films that definitely hold up from when mm-hmm. we watched them as kids. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed both. I thought both are like the theme of this week was family friendly horror. Mm-hmm. Um, um, obviously. Uh, you know, family-friendly, spooky, or the Halloween season, and both of these films slot in perfectly for family viewings, which is maybe well, not maybe it is is definitely too intense for very young kids, 
but uh, of a certain age, it's it's just perfect. Yeah, and uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, no. So I just uh, I think they both kind of really. Uh, I'm glad. I'm really glad we did these two as part of our October horror fest. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I think they're definitely two you should watch during coming up to Halloween. They're two great films to watch coming up to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, and they deserve their place, you know, within mm-hmm. the the classic horrors yeah, oh, yeah. that yeah. we've done and the classic horrors that we will do. Speaking yeah. of, so next week, next week, yes, it is um, the Exorcist versus the Omen. So Ooh. it's all about Satan. <laughs> Satan <laughs> comes to the fore. How can you do horror without some demons? And yeah, and just a reminder as well, we will be having a bonus episode. So you'll actually be getting two episodes next week. Yes. Next so um, next Friday is the Exorcist versus the Exorcist Omen. versus the Omen. Um then and then bonus episode reveal. Yes. But we'll, on the next day yeah. on the Saturday, on Halloween, we will release the uh the bonus October final cap to our horror fest. Yeah, but so yeah, we hope you enjoyed episode nine. Uh, all about witches and witchcraft. Uh, but uh, until next week, uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. So we'll leave it there. So.